says, If any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay. And my point here is where God puts um, healing and salvation together. He said, let them call for the elders, and if they committed sin, they'll be forgiven. They'll be healed, and they'll be forgiven. Uh, so why is God putting that together? Why? You know, he says, is there any sick among you? And then he, he starts talking about salvation. And so what I really want to say is, um, ever since Dr. Klutzi prophesied over us that we have an open door here, open heaven, I know we've been teaching that and we know that. We've been talking about it, how Jesus is the door and he, he opens the portal for us. And he came and confirmed that. But there's also an open door to healing. But you got to walk through that door the same way you walk through salvation. You got to, when, when the enemy told me, he said, you're not saved. And I really didn't feel saved. And it was like a week after I got saved. And in, in my salvation, I, it was a, a real big experience for me. And I didn't feel any of that. I was 15, and he's saying, you're not saved. You need to go back and do what you used to do. And and I just had something. I just had to believe I was saved. I had to believe I was saved or I was going back in the world. So I said, I am saved. I didn't have any scriptures. I didn't know any. I am saved. And I fought that back off of me. I, I'm saved. And I walked through the door of salvation. And I continued walking through that door. It's the same way for everything in our life, our provision. I can walk through the door right now of finances, or I could not. Monica's talking last night how she's feeling that in her life. She's wanting to walk through that place of financial breakthrough and liberty. We can walk through them doors, or we cannot. Same, God is not a respecter person. He don't just save us and not want to heal us. But you're going to fight a fight the same way you did with salvation. And if you don't fight it, you're going to be overtaken by whatever the enemy wants to put on you. Okay, uh, I, I mean that very loving, but, but that's the truth. That's just the truth. Um, so let's look at Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Okay. <laughs> and when you study about, uh, go back to four, surely he has borne our griefs. Uh, when you study griefs, one of the definitions, sicknesses. And then... Uh, he's carried our sorrows. One of the definitions is diseases. So when he came and he bore the, he, he had everything in heaven. He had complete wholeness. He had healing. He had prosperity. 
he had deliverance. He, 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 he was spotless. There, he wasn't affected with sin or uh, temptations or, you know, any of those things. And, and then he gave it up to come here. Philippians says he came here and had no reputation. And me and Evangelist Timmy have been talking about that. I said, Jesus came here and gave up all that about himself, that he was all that. You know, we're dealing with superior spirit all last week. Well, he's the superior one. Colossians says he, he has the preeminence. He's first. He's all principalities and dominions was created for him. They exist for him. So, but he gave it up. And he came down here and he took that sickness and he carried it on his back. He took my sin. He took my, my poor, my, you know, uh, poverty. He took it. And everything you get from God, you're going to walk through the door and you're going to keep walking through that door. And the enemy's going to try to distract you and get you to go back through the other door or go to this side door. Or compromise and say, no, it's for everybody else but me. That's just a cop-out to not take the word of God and work it and fight through that thing because you can fight through every one of them, every one of them, and win the battle because he already won it. So what am I having to win? I'm having to win this mind over to what God already did. And, you know, I know he comes with these attacks. I know that he does, and I don't. Make light of that again. I'm saying, though, what are we doing to counteract the attack? What am I doing? You know, uh, they told my husband, you need you, you diabetes. He just accepted it. That's his choice. Uh, well, if they told Barbara that, you have the choice to say, um, wait a minute, i got to get a word from God. I No, I don't want this the rest of my life. What do I do to come out of this? What do I do to come out of what they're putting on me? What do I say? What do I do? And I haven't had to do it with major diseases. I've had to do it with minor things. And it was definitely a battle. It was, you do feel the symptoms. You do feel like staying in bed and not pressing through in prayer every day or playing the keyboard or preaching. Um, someone said, we're not, we're not going to have practice because my mouth hurts. Well, what you do in that case, you sit up here, your mouth hurting, let everybody else sing. But you hear, you got to fight through it. Hallelujah. You got to fight through it. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us that, God. Thank you for these ones that don't give in to it. They're here today fighting through it, God. I thank you for that. I thank you. I remember when the doctor told me, said, you got high blood pressure, you're at stroke level. I was having chest pains all the time. Um couldn't breathe, and Mama, she made Julie take me to the doctor. I came in prayer, and right then she said, take her to the doctor. And Charlotte's a witness. I'd go to her house. I couldn't drive. I'd lay down. She had to drive me home. I was so dizzy. I didn't know what it was. I'd never experienced nothing about high blood pressure. And um, when I went to that doctor that day, he said, you're going to be on this medicine the rest of your life. And I said, what? And, and that just did something to me because I didn't take no pills. It did something to me. And I got back in here at 12 o'clock prayer that same day. And um, I was sitting there pondering all that. 
God, how how do we come in here and this happens? What's and Pastor Kingston said she just felt it. She didn't know what the doctor told me. But she come over there, I was sitting right over there with the clue because I wasn't close to the altar, but sitting over there by the uh, middle front pew. She come over there and grabbed my head and she said, I'm not letting you do this. And I started crying. If you don't shut up, I'm fixing to kill you. I'm going to kill you right here. Shut up. I had the choice that day because that thing I've been feeling for, I don't know, probably a year, you know, to get in the car and going to Florida with what Mama Julie and I was, I was car It was all that high blood pressure, though. My eyes was hot, couldn't see clear, just stuff. And, and but, but when you think about it, the feeling I felt at prayer that day, if I didn't break it off of me, that's what would have went home with me. That's what I would still be living in. If you don't break it off of you, ain't nobody else going to. Um, I've been reading some books on healing, and one of them, this lady would go to the prayer line every Sunday, and Kenneth Hagin said, you know, every Sunday she come through for healing. Every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday. And finally she said, am I supposed to be doing something for my healing? Or are you supposed to be doing something for it? And he said, we're both supposed to do something for it. He said, I got to believe when I lay hands on you, but you got to receive it. And she said, well, if I got to do something, she said, then I'm just going to stay sick and walked out, quit his church. And two years later, she come back to the healing line again. And he, he saw her and he recognized her. And he said, and she said, she said, I'm ready. She said, I'm ready now. I'm ready to believe. I'm ready to do my part. He said, I barely had to touch her and she got healed, you know. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. So, so sometimes because most of the world and the churches accepted sickness as common, that we don't really even think about fighting at all. We just think maybe one day God will heal us. But, but I'm trying to teach us how to go through the doors to, to get that healing. Go through the doors. Uh, what do I need to do? Is there one thing I can do to help counteract what this is trying to do to me? And just start on that one thing and conquer it and then go the next and the next and the next. And then it won't seem so overwhelming, you know. Okay, let's read First Peter 2.24. I'm going to read it out amplified if you don't mind. It says, it says he, he personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree as on an altar and offered himself on it that we might die, cease to exist to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Don't say I'm going to get healed. Everything with God has already happened. It's kind of like time travel. It's already happened. We just got to catch up to it. And the apostle, they say uh, the majority of the church world says that healing was done away with with the last apostle. Well, the problem with that is if God says, I'm going to give you an open heaven, prove me. I'm going to give you an open heaven. The windows of heaven is going to open for you. Uh, when you go through Jesus, which is the way, then the portal is going to open to you. That's saying, and God says, 
God opens a door that no man can shut. Well, if the door to healing's open for me, that's saying an apostle can shut God down. That he was able to shut that door. That's give, that's saying that 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 last miracle. That's it. Uh, you know, they they closed the door to healing. That, and when God says in Revelation, He says, He said, "I open doors no man can shut. No man can shut the miracles of God. No man can say healing's done away with, or provision, or salvation, or deliverance. No man has the power over God to say this is already done away with. Hallelujah! No man can shut that door of healing." No man can shut the door of hope. The Bible says there's a door of hope. No man can shut it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, as Monica said last night. And no man's going to shut the door to my healing. Now, 50 people on our side might not be healed, but if I want to walk through that door, I can take my land. This is our year of ownership. This is my year of possession. This is the year that if I don't like something in my life, I don't have to have it anymore, but I have to decide am I going to fight that fight or I'm going to lay there and let it overtake me, whether it's finances, whether it's depression, you know. He hits everybody with that stuff. The door's open if I want to walk through the door, but see that person you're praying for, they, they might not have that revelation, so we can't go to them and say, you know, um, we, it, it, we can't go to them like that. We have to just believe in our heart. We have to start operating in these gifts and the gifts of healing and, and listen to the Spirit. You know, in the Word, they didn't just pray. How long was Blind Mar- Bartimaeus laying there? How long was the, the man at the gate? How, how long were they sitting there before Peter and John one day turned and said, rise up and walk? They didn't do it. They didn't do it. They saw him every day. So it, it is all about listening to the quickening of the Holy Ghost. But I'm, I'm kind of dealing right now, not laying, not us praying for other people as much as building our faith to receive our own healing, building our faith to know that that's the same door as my salvation. So you have to teach that for them to get the faith to believe that because that's a revelation that God gave Michelle years ago. He said, if I saved you, I, I healed you. And that always stuck with me, Michelle, that God, if he's our Savior, he's our healer. He's not, he's not separate from, from his miracles. He's, he's, he's all of it. He, salvation means all of it, actually, you know. That's why I say we're the ministry of Jesus here because we believe in saved, healed, and delivered, which covers all that. <laughs> and um, so... Um, yes, I want to build the saints' faith that, that we can, you know, and I'm at it because I told Michelle and Monica, I said, I made up my mind. I was going to Monica's last night. I was trying to say, where am I going tonight? Where am I going? And asking God, and all of a sudden when that decision was made, warfare started hitting me from four directions, like 30 minutes before I'm walking out the door. And I'm falling on the steps. My finger, I don't know if I broke it, but I can't rock. You know, it's all bruised up. I said, when when those things happen, though, say I wanted to go in there and get in the bed. I was already tired. I said, I probably trip because I'm tired, and I just need to lay here and rest. Fighting that warfare is no. That This this warfare happened to keep me from going to Monica's. I'm going to get in the car, and I'm going to go over there. If my leg's cracked and my finger, that's fighting the warfare of, of our healing. And then 
Now, if I'd have laid in that bed, I, I probably might have went up to the emergency room and had to get a brace and all that. But I no, you you just push it off. You don't receive it. You don't accept it. It's I'm, I'm, my door's closed to sickness. That's what we start saying. My door's closed. I don't receive it. I don't receive it. I don't. I push it back off. I'm not gonna just say it because the doctor said it and take it upon myself. No, I'm gonna counteract that. What do I do now against what that doctor? What? Yeah, if I'm gonna go to him, cause Charlotte, I'm gonna let her share. She's got a great revelation on this that she saw in prayer a couple Fridays ago that. If I'm going to go to him, I need to do what he says, though, because it's superior to go to him and pick and choose what I'm going to do. It's superior. Would you share that a little bit? Yes, ma'am. Um, um, we were praying, and I just kept waiting, and I waited too long. But um, I heard um, God, he wanted to say, he wanted to say, uh, that why do he wanted to ask why we petition him again and again and again at his altars and then we get up and we go and do what we want to do you know we live our lives the way we want to we don't we don't do what it takes to to, to for our, what what we're, we we need to do for our own healing and I and he he um he said um later I was praying about that and and he said I've given you ministers of medicine and I thought, okay, okay, well, wait a minute. Now, not all doctors are saved. And he was, he was showing me how the ministers of medicine are the same as the prophets. If you go to a prophet and say, I'm sick in my soul, I, I, something's wrong, what, what do I do? And the prophet gives you that word. You know, we know that they, it's in them. They've given their life to be able to give us that word. And, and we need to take it seriously and go and do what they say and obey what they say because, you know, we're not going to prosper if we don't. And he said it's the same with the doctors or the ministers of medicine. And I said, well, God, not all these doctors are saved. And he said, I said, not, not all these doctors serve you. I said, you call them ministers. He said, neither do all the prophets. So, yes, yes. So uh, I saw that. And he does give us doctors, and you know, when we go seek counsel, if we don't take that, it's, it's um, you know, there's a foolish thing for me to not do that. You know, I've gotten godly counsel, and, and God has given the, the doctors the knowledge that, you know, he's allowed them to, 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 to gain the knowledge that they have to advise me in my healing. And if I'm not going to do it, then it stands to reason. I, he showed me that, that I'm not going to be healed. 